1: Looking for the next big thing in gaming? Well, it's only a few clicks away at GoldenNuggetCasino.com. It's called Golden Nugget Online Live Dealer. All the dealers have their own unique personalities talking to you as they deal the cards. Live Dealer is broadcast live from an exclusive studio at the Golden Nugget Atlantic City and streamed directly to you, the player, on your smartphone or your laptop. And as long as you're within the New Jersey limits, you can play from wherever you happen to be or on the go. Tablet, phone, or desktop, wherever you are, you can enjoy the live dealer experience. Play Golden Nugget Online Live Dealer today, in real time, seven days a week, now from 3 p.m. to 3 a.m. Blackjack, roulette, baccarat, all live in real time on GoldenNuggetCasino.com. Get started today at GoldenNuggetCasino.com and take part in the most unique online gaming experience a casino can offer. Golden Nugget Online Live Dealer, truly the next evolution of online gaming. Must be 21 years or older. New Jersey only. Problem gambler? Call 1 800 GAMBLER.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys
1: and girls, you're listening to House of Cards. Today,
2: the game is different.
1: I want to gamble?
2: Gambling is a very serious business. Is that clear?
1: Welcome to House of Cards. This is Dave Weishanel, deep from the swamps of Jersey. We have a very interesting show for you. New Jersey has been fighting for the right to legalize sports betting, and they've been fighting the battle for five years now. The court has moved from the trial court to the federal appeals court, and now the U.S. Supreme Court is considering hearing the case. Our returning guest will walk us through this complex case. He is I. Nelson Rose. He's an author, professor, lawyer, and expert in gambling law. He'll explain the earlier rulings of the courts and possibly how this case can be resolved. And then we're going to have a mailbag where we answer your questions. So stick around and we'll be right back with more House of Cards. Hey, it's Dave from House of Cards. Do you wake up with a sore neck or a bad back or maybe you just had an awful night's sleep? Must be the bed, right? Well, maybe it's not your bed. Maybe it's your pillow. That's why I use My Pillow. I sleep great at night and wake up pain-free. And now there's a great deal being offered by the folks at My Pillow. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the Radio 4-Pack Special tab, and use promo code CARDS or call 1-800-319-7913 to take advantage of this 4-Pack Special. You'll get 50% off two MyPillow Premium Pillows and two Go Anywhere Pillows when you check out with our promo code CARDS. You've heard the commercials about the 60-day money-back guarantee, 10-year warranty, and its patented interlocking fill. But really, get my pillow because you deserve a restful, deep, comfortable, and healing sleep. That's the Radio 4-Pack Special at MyPillow.com or call 800-319-7913 and use promo code CARDS. Better sleep starts with MyPillow. Make your game night the envy of all your friends
3: and family. Play on a one-of-a-kind table. Play on a pro caliber poker table pro caliber tables are made with the highest quality gaming suede on the market and with their table builder app customers can create a table to accommodate any game select one of the in-stock designs from their site or imprint your own and now you can get a free 600 count coin inlay chipset when you purchase a pro caliber poker table here's how Use offer code H-O-C-R-A-D-I-O, that's H-O-C-R-A-D-I-O, when you check out at Procalibur.com or when ordering by phone at 24025POKER, 24025POKER, that's 2402576537. ProCaliber Poker Tables, stop playing around and get that table you've been looking for.
1: You're listening to the House of Cards. It's not fun making the right play and getting the wrong result. But you know what? That's poker. Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishel with you here. Our next guest is a returning one. In fact, I think he's been the guest that's been on the most on House of Cards. I. Nelson Rose is an internationally known scholar, author, professor, lawyer, and an expert in gambling law. His recent article entitled Supreme Court asks for More Information on New Jersey Sports Betting is a must-read for anyone interested in the ongoing sports betting case from New Jersey. And we are lucky enough, to again, to have I. Nelson Rose on the phone. Nelson, thank you for joining us.
4: Well, thank you for inviting me.
1: I tell you, Nelson, not only am I a lawyer, but I'm a resident of New Jersey, and for me, this seems like this case will never die. For (laughs) for people around the country who are not familiar with the facts of the case, can you give an overview of what has occurred so far?
4: Well, if you go back to 1992, the state lotteries were beginning to take parlay bets on uh, football games and other sports. So your own Senator Brady... Uh, said, uh, hey, we have to stop this, and uh, so they call it the Bradley Bill. That that uh, it, for the first time ever, Congress tells the states you can't change your public opinion toward gambling. That what uh, whatever you had in 1992 in terms of sports betting, that's all you've got. So. New Jersey voters actually amended their state constitution a couple of years, saying, we want sports betting. They've got it in Delaware because Delaware State Lottery had it in 1992. But we want it so we can compete against the Delaware casinos. And then it gets real interesting. It (laughs) runs right into this federal statute, the Professional and Amateur Sports Protection Act, which, well, you're a lawyer, but My my opinion is it's blatantly illegal,
0: no, uh, unconstitutional,
4: yeah. yeah, that the federal government can't overrule the states when it comes to something solely within the state's uh, police power, which is to to determine the public policy toward gambling. But I think the lawyers for the state of New Jersey didn't do a good job on that. Instead of just saying, hey, you're interfering with our federalism that the federal government is overstepping. They came up with this legal doctrine called commandeering, and that the federal government is commanding the states to regulate. And that's not really what's going on. And it, it, they lost. Let's just put it that way they lost. And so then, and, and then. The state of New Jersey said, oh, well, you're trying to say that the federal government is commanding us to regulate. Okay, we'll legalize sports betting by decriminalizing it, eliminating all of New Jersey's anti-gambling statutes that deal with sports betting. At least at racetracks and casinos, which is a crazy idea. I mean, does that mean if the mob wants to open up a sports book – in a Atlantic City casino, the state's just going to turn its head and say, "Well, it's legal here to do that." Um, so I, now they're, I always, they're thought up that, again. I
1: always thought that was the strangest legal maneuver in this case. You know, I know, I know what the rationale, my crazy thinking right. from the state was, but how did the courts handle that maneuver?
4: Well, that was what I think. That's the reason we're in the Supreme Court. Is instead of just looking at it and saying. Yeah, you're saying you're making sports betting completely 100% legal, can't be regulated in racetracks and casinos. The answer is, yes, you can. Yes, you are. The state, of course, is still regulating it. Selling hamburgers is legal in casinos. But if the contract goes to McDonald's, Wendy's isn't going to be able to open a a, a competing one, right? And, And if the mob wants to start taking bets... On sports betting at racetracks you know the racing regulators are going to stop it but you get into this weird legal question of well does this what the federal law really says I mean it it's only limited to states can't regulate sports betting and then even weirder is when you do repeal a law does that mean it's gone forever or is the fact that it used to exist of some legal significance. So anyway they ruled against the state of course. Um, and with Donald Trump's sister being one of the judges, which is weird enough. Strange. Um, and also Ed Rendell, Ed Rendell had a yeah. sister, right? <laughs> the, uh, no, Ed, it was Ed Rendell's governor Rendell of Pennsylvania, his ex-wife was uh, one of the okay. other <laughs> Yeah, one of the other judges. So now we're going up to the US Supreme Court. And instead of just throwing it out like they do with 99% of their cases, they actually asked the Solicitor General of the United States to file a brief to say, okay, what is the federal government's position on sports, on this law, this old federal, 1963 federal law, the Professional and Amateur Sports Protection Act? You realize how weird that is. That's asking. Donald Trump, what his position is on anything, which, of course, it's, you know, who knows what yeah, his position say, is. It changes and, like the wind. Yeah, yeah. and uh, And on top of it, they asked, okay, the Solicitor General, the lawyer for the United States. Well, of course, he hasn't appointed a Solicitor General. He hasn't appointed 90% of the people he was supposed to appoint. So... Yeah, I mean, his sister ruled one way. Now we're, as a judge, uh, now we're in the Supreme Court, and they're asking the Trump administration to tell us what their public policy is for the. what was the point of the Professional and Amateur Sports Protection
1: Act. Donald Trump has no
4: idea what that is.
1: Stay tuned. We'll be back with more House of Cards.
2: Need to sell your house fast? We're Homevestors, the We Buy Ugly Houses people. You've seen our big yellow billboards with our caveman Ug, but did you know that Homevestors is America's number one home buyer? At Homevestors, we can buy your house as is, pay you cash, and usually pay most of the closing costs, and we close fast. Call today for your no obligation consultation and get out of that ugly real estate situation. If your house needs repairs, you're ready to downsize. Tired of renters and those rental property repairs, retiring, experiencing a job transfer, inherited a property, or just need to sell your house fast? Do what thousands of satisfied HomeVestor customers have done. Call HomeVestors today for a no-obligation consultation at 866-I-WANT-UG. 866-I-WANT-UG. We'll close fast and pay cash. So what are you waiting for? Call HomeVestors today. 866-I-WANT-UG. 866-I-WANT-UGG. UG.
1: you are listening to the House of Cards. Is winning the most important thing? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, what do you mean, even with, like, considering health and, like, world peace? Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishel here. For those of you just joining us, I am talking with I. Nelson Rose, professor, author, lawyer, and gambling law expert. Well, as you said, the Professional and Amateur Sports Protection Act is at the heart of this case. In the past, what have the courts been saying with regard to the rationale behind this law? Well,
4: it was, we know the point of it was to prevent the spread of sports betting, mainly because state lotteries were doing it. So, Uh, they have basically said, well, it's okay, you're not discriminating. Well, you're discriminating a little bit. Yeah, you let Nevada continue with sports betting, and yeah, you let uh, Delaware and Oregon. Well, in fact, first of all, that's weird enough, but the reality is there are about 10 states that have some form of legal sports betting, some of it's small, but some, you know, because like in Wyoming, the population is small, but they've got legal sports betting. North Dakota, you know, a lot of states have it. But more importantly, why can the federal government tell the states, sorry, you are locked into 1992? Whatever form of sports betting you had then, that's what you got now. You can't change. Think of how weird this is. This would be like Congress saying in 1927 oh there's this new idea that movies with sound well i'm sorry only one two or a dozen states can have movies with sounds the federal government is preventing any changes in technology any changes in public policy so only those states can have talkies
1: you know one of the big issues Overriding issues in this case is can Congress force the state to enact laws with regard to gambling? Is that right. basically what the courts are, have been focusing on and just trying to block out everything else?
4: Well, that was the the argument from the uh, the state, which is this is commandeering that it's requiring the states to enact regulations and. Instead of going with the bigger picture, which is never before in the history of the United States has the federal government told the states what they can and cannot do toward gambling. Think of it this way. Utah and Nevada share a border. If you look at the two states, they probably, you'd come to the conclusion, they don't really have the same public policy toward gambling, Utah and Nevada. Is the federal government going to stepped in and say, sorry, Utah, you have to have sports betting, and sorry, Nevada, you can't have casinos anymore because Congress decided. Well, <laughs> gambling is what we call a police power issue. That means the police power is the, both the power and the obligation of states to protect the health, safety, welfare, and morality of its own residents. So the states decide police power issues. Um, we're going to, by the way, this, the, the one, one thing that could be interesting is if the Supreme Court does hear this case, it not only will affect whether states can legalize sports betting, but it's got implications for whether the states can legalize marijuana because that's a police power issue, too, particularly medical marijuana that the states have always decided medical issues for themselves.
1: That's a very interesting so, uh, point.
4: <laughs> you yeah. know, I,
1: talk a little bit about the theory of commandeering. I've got to be honest with you. I've been a lawyer for over 20 years, and I've never seen it brought up in a case. Uh, uh, yeah, I've was, never this, heard of that, it before. Was this like I've never a, one of those it. Hail Mary things that let's just try it and see if it sticks? And apparently it no, is. You no,
4: know, you know what I think it is? I think it is that... Uh, like, when you went to law school, you had the case method, right? Everybody has the case method. When I – I'm a professor of law, besides I act as a consultant and an expert witness, right? But when I teach my students, I start with, look at the statutes, look at the constitutions before you get to the cases. And so I think what happened is the lawyers for – Uh, Chris Christie's lawyer, who's the ones that that had to defend this suit, uh, that the NFL was trying, uh, they had brought to outlaw New Jersey sports betting, they thought like traditional lawyers, which is, what's the little tiny legal issue? And they came up with this this issue that I had never heard of either, called commandeering, uh, based on the 10th Amendment, which nobody ever pays any attention to, that says the States keep the power uh, unless they've given it to the federal government. Okay, great. We know that. But it, it, uh, the way it, it's been this commandeering idea is that the federal government cannot command the states to regulate. And they should have said and, – and in the history of the U.S., there's only been two cases where they've thrown out statutes because the federal government – command the states to regulate why not look at the bigger picture which is why is the federal government getting involved in the internal affairs of a state and just a matter legal gambling that is entirely within the state's power and not in the federal government they yeah you're right it's a hail mary they couldn't go with the state couldn't look at any other part of the Constitution and find something. Interstate commerce, the uh, regulation of, what, trademarks? I mean, they were the, the state was looking for something. And they ignored the really big issue, which is, what was the point of creating the United States? It was that the states, which were like independent countries gave up a little bit of their power, and they gave it to the federal government. What they didn't give up, they kept, including the right to make their own decisions about what to do about gambling.
1: You know, you mentioned before (laughs) that the U.S. Supreme Court is now considering taking a a look at the case. And for me, they did something very strange. Like you said, they asked for the opinion of the Solicitor General. How normal is that action by the U.S. Supreme Court?
4: Oh, it's really rare. First of all, as I said, something like 97% of all uh, petitions to the Supreme Court are just denied. They don't even ask for any information. If Sometimes they'll ask for some more uh, briefs from the parties, and um, and they'll look at the amicus briefs. To bring in the Solicitor General of the United States, what that means is they want to know... What the federal government's analysis of this law is, does this Professional and Amateur Sports Protection Act do what everybody says it does? In other words, is it a federal statute that really only says the states can't legalize, that states can't regulate Uh, gambling, or does it actually state, I'm I'm sorry, the other way around, is it a federal statute that says the states can't, if they legalize sports betting, they have to regulate it? Or is it a federal statute that says the states can't legalize sports betting, period, no matter what they do? And is it legalization if the state does what New Jersey did, says it did, which is We're not legalizing. We're decriminalizing. We're eliminating all of the anti-gambling laws that could conceivably affect sports betting within the physical boundaries of racetracks and casinos.
1: We'll be right back with more House of Cards. Konica, the German shepherd that I rescued, was stinky, skinny, and scrawny,
4: full of skin rashes and scratching. And I started feeding Konica Dynavite, and he became such a happier, itch-free, stink-free dog that I dug deeper into the website.
0: D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com.
4: What if, in addition to Dynavite, we do the raw beef and the egg diet and see what happens? Forget all these 50-pound bags, the formulated, extruded, processed
3: cereal bits that cost a ton of money anyways. This dog's as close to a wolf as you can get. They're carnivores. With just the raw meat and the eggs and the Dynavite
4: and Super Omega on top of it, it just balances out his body and his mind and his spirit. It's it's unbelievable. <coughs> Hey, if you're thinking about rescuing a dog, you got to
3: start them out on Dinovite. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com.
0: 859-428-1000. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Have you ever wanted something so bad that you do just about anything for it? Well, that's exactly how we feel about you. That's right. Animany.com wants you so bad. We're giving you 10 free gifts with your first order.
1: The House of Cards Hotline, available 24 hours a day. Call the hotline or send us an email at info at houseofcardsradio.com and don't forget to visit our website at houseofcardsradio.com and follow the show on Twitter and Facebook. By leaving a message with House of Cards, you can send to having your message played on the air. Looking for the next big thing in gaming? Well, it's only a few clicks away at goldennuggetcasino.com. It's called Golden Nugget Online Live Dealer. All the dealers have their own unique personalities talking to you as they deal the cards. Live Dealer is broadcast live from an exclusive studio at the Golden Nugget Atlantic City and streamed directly to you, the player, on your smartphone or your laptop. And as long as you're within the New Jersey limits, you can play from wherever you happen to be or on the go. Tablet, phone, or desktop, wherever you are, you can enjoy the Live Dealer experience. Play Golden Nugget Online Live Dealer today in real time, seven days a week, now from 3 p.m. to 3 a.m. Blackjack, roulette, baccarat, all live in real time on GoldenNuggetCasino.com. Get started today at GoldenNuggetCasino.com and take part in the most unique online gaming experience a casino can offer. Golden Nugget Online Live Dealer, truly the next evolution of online gaming. Must be 21 years or older, New Jersey only, problem gambler, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Dave Weishuttle from House of Cards with your House of Cards gaming report for the week of July 3rd, 2017. The United States Supreme Court has agreed to review New Jersey's bid to allow sports betting in the state. Governor Chris Christie contends that the Garden State is unconstitutionally forced to prohibit sports betting because of the Federal Professional and Amateur Sports Protection Act of 1992. Last year, the Third Circuit Appeals Court ruled that New Jersey's effort violated the federal act, and earlier this month, a Solicitor General advised the court they should not review the matter. On July 1st, a new rule took effect in Nevada which would allow bettors and sportsbooks to place bets on non-traditional events. Last month, the Nevada Gaming Commission approved the parimutuel betting rules, allowing bets to be placed on such things as esports, the NBA draft, and even the Heisman Trophy. The change in the rules was prompted by the state senate outlining the rules for betting on non-traditional events. And finally, an unfortunate sign malfunction prompted people to flood social media with pictures of the very funny new name appearing on a casino. Apparently, the Y on the Bally's Casino sign on the Vegas Strip became loose, so they took it down for repairs. The sign read, B-A-L-L-S Casino. You can make up your own joke for this, and uh, from the looks of things, most of you have. No, any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation? Send us an email at newsrewardhouseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HOC Radio. Something exciting is happening in New Jersey. People are cheering in Cherry Hill and cashing in chips, pumping fists in Fort Lee and flopping full houses. Get the thrill and play on your laptop, tablet, or mobile at ForgottenPoker.com. Real money anywhere in New Jersey. The Borgata Hotel and Casino is a name you can trust so you can be sure that borgata.poker.com is secure. And now with a $25 deposit, you can get a $20 bonus when you sign up for Borgata Poker at houseofcardsradio.com. Remember, you must be at least 21 and physically present in New Jersey to play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're listening to the House of Cards.
0: It Wasn't just a friendly home game,
3: huh? Poker is no longer a hobby, it's a profession. As far as these kids are concerned, dust jobs are for suckers. So- <laughs>
1: Welcome back to the House of Cards. Dave Weishel here with you. For those of you just joining us, I am talking with I, Nelson Rose, professor, author, lawyer, and gambling law expert. Now, the fact that they asked for the Solicitor General's opinion, does this yeah. mean that they're leaning toward reviewing the case? Because I know a lot of people in New Jersey who want sports betting see this as a kind of glimmer of hope for them.
4: It is a glimmer of hope. Uh, the problem is having the state having lost at the trial level they really were kind of doomed from there on. Uh, the Court of Appeals with Donald Trump's sister and, and uh, uh, Governor Randell's ex-wife on, on the three-person uh, panel from the Court of Appeals split. and But they upheld the lower court opinion that said, no, New Jersey is preempted by the Professional and Amateur Sports Protection Act. And that statute PASPA is constitutional. Well, the problem is once they got the that ruling, they're pretty much dead. So they lost at the court of appeals. Then they, the state started all over with this new idea. Let's just repeal all of the anti-gambling laws. And of course, they lost in front of the same judge and they lost in front of the same court of appeals. But now they, they're asking the Supreme Court to hear it. And the Supreme Court actually said, Yeah, give us some more information. Uh, When you get the Solicitor General involved, that means they want to know more about the federal statute itself. So there's a little bit of hope for New Jersey that the Supreme Court will look at it and say, yeah, this federal statute only says that uh, a state has to regulate sports betting if it legalizes it. Which is probably not what they're going to decide. I think they're going to decide, yeah, this federal statute prevents a state from legalizing sports betting, period. But there also is a slim chance, because it's still in front of the court, that they could say this whole thing. Pass the thing, it's unconstitutional.
1: There seems to be that if New Jersey wins this case, there's a slippery slope to it opens the floodgates of sports betting to uh, marijuana. And especially that seems to be the fear of the NFL, NBA, NHL and, and NCAA that, you know, if New Jersey wins, all hell is going to break loose. Everyone's going to be betting on everything. Is that a logical argument for the sports leagues to take?
4: Well, it, I think it's right. I think that absolutely. Um, take California, right? The biggest market. Uh, A state senator had a bill in California to legalize sports betting. It passed the state Senate. It was sitting in the House Assembly. And then the first trial court decision came down in New Jersey saying, sorry, states, you can't legalize sports betting because of this federal law, PASPA. And that was the end of the bill in California. If the federal if the u.s. Supreme Court rules the big issue which is that Congress doesn't have the right to impose its morals on every state of the country then yeah you're going to see within a month uh, bills would be introduced in California Pennsylvania uh, New York other states to legalize sports betting if They go the other way. There's two other ways. One is they could go to New Jersey, what what the New Jersey lawyers wanted, which was to say, well, this particular way of legalizing it, sports betting is okay. This idea, you simply repeal all of your anti-gambling laws. That will open the doors, but there's going to be a whole lot of people in, in the state legislatures who are going to react, which is, you want us to do what? You want us to legalize sports betting not by legalizing it, by, but by eliminating all the laws against it? Um, and by the way, as a, as a coincidence, uh, you know, I, act, I often act as a consultant, as an expert witness, uh, and do other things, like I've taught internet gambling and indian gambling to the fbi so i i happen to be talking to a contact i have in the fbi and i said how many mob cases how many federal cases does the are there right now against the mob doing sports betting in new jersey or other forms of illegal sports betting and the fbi agent told me we have three active cases so those are mostly based on violating state law. If you're a, if you're big enough, if you're a big sports betting operator, even if you take all your bets in one state like New Jersey, if you're big enough, it's a federal felony hmm. under the organized crime uh control act. So, what if the state of New Jersey legalizes or decriminalizes sports betting? Uh, do all these the mob operations now say, "Hey, well, you can't make it a federal crime because it's based on there being a violation of state law. New Jersey just, just eliminated the anti-gambling uh, statutes. I mean, it's, it, I don't see other states jumping in on that either. Uh, and then the, the third way is if the, if the Supreme Court rules against New Jersey or simply doesn't hear the case, then... You're, you're dead in the water in New Jersey and in the other states that are bound by that decision. The West Coast, the South, every the Northeast, those regions of the country are not bound, but it means anybody wanting to legalize sports betting has an expensive court battles ahead of them.
1: Okay, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but... It seems that the sports leagues themselves are interfering with the lawmaking abilities of the state. How much weight are the courts giving the opinions and concerns of the sports leagues in this case?
4: Well, the suit was brought by the sports leagues, right? It was brought by the NFL and NCAA. Uh, The interesting thing is that the leagues are now split. Uh, And probably daily fantasy sports was one of the factors. But like you had mentioned, the... uh, national hockey league uh... national hockey league is actually in favor of sports betting or at least they're tied in with daily uh... fantasy sports right
0: commissioner
4: commissioner of basketball has openly come out in favor of legalizing sports betting and even the nfl now has a little problems because they just okayed the transfer of a professional football team from Oakland to Las Vegas, and you're in Las Vegas, and they're not apparently uh, going to prevent advertising by casinos in, you know, in uh, NFL games, and and the NCA is backing away a little bit. They're they're really pretty firm against it. So the courts have to look at this has at least been hypocritical on the part of the sports leagues.
1: How how, how much of those actions will weigh in on, well, let's take the Supreme Court. Will they look at these actions by the the commissioners and by the uh, uh, sports teams and just, will that uh, make them more likely to review the case? Or would that, you know what, we're not even going to touch it now.
4: Well, okay. The uh, judges are human beings, so which is one reason. Like somebody had said, Donald Trump's sister should not have been the justice, one of the justices on the Supreme Court, to decide whether uh, New Jersey should legalize sports betting. Uh, that it just—it's it, the appearance of impropriety, and maybe she's going to be. Uh, she was influenced, you know, by the fact that uh, Trump used to own casinos in New Jersey. He owned a sports team, and you know, so I mean, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're judges are human beings, but the law says they're not supposed to know anything, right? The judges are like the only people on earth who are limited to, you know, what we call judicial notice. They can say, "Yeah, the sun rises in the east and sets in the west. Uh, there was a World War II and a Holocaust, but you know you can't get much other than that they they have to get the evidence somehow and it wasn't there was no trial there's no evidence it's all you know there were some affidavits, but um one question will be, how do you get the the sports leagues hypocrisy and changing attitude loosening uh, up up, of this opposition to sports betting. How do you get that information to the Supreme court? Mm -hmm. You know um, yeah, you can throw it in an amicus brief and they'll read it, but they're supposed to ignore it. Yeah. So, so uh, I think the reality is that it will have minimal effect on this case, but I think it could have, more impact if, say, California legalizes sports betting and the case goes up to the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals with uh, affidavits of saying, hey, look how much the professional sports leagues are now tied in with sports betting. They even say openly they are in favor of it, some of them, like baseball.
1: Oh, absolutely. Well, you know, speaking with a lot of people in the gambling world, they always talk about when sports betting becomes legal, not if sports betting becomes legal. Where do you see the legal landscape in the coming years with regard to sports betting?
4: Well, first of all, it is legal, obviously, in Nevada, where you have sports books. And uh, I was actually the legal advisor um, for the delaware lottery on bringing back sports books with uh if the operators don't like it i was the one who basically set the tax rate and i said wow you can set it pretty high because even the operators said they can live with that the problem was we all thought it was going to be heads up betting not parlay betting
1: Well, we're going to have to leave it there. I, Nelson Rolos, as always, you've taken a complicated subject and making it more understandable. Can you give your website so people can read about the subject and articles? Uh,
4: Yeah, I'm actually starting a blog on it, but I've already posted a whole lot of written material about all forms of legal gambling, but especially New Jersey sports betting. It's gamblingandthelaw.com, all four words spelled out in full and run together, gamblingandthelaw.com, and I do yeah often act as a consultant and expert witness for governments and industry.
1: I now, Sunrose, as always, thank you for joining us and we'll be right back with more House of Cards. Hey, it's Dave from House of Cards. Do you wake up with a sore neck or a bad back? Or maybe you just had an awful night's sleep. Must be the bed, right? Well, maybe it's not your bed. Maybe it's your pillow. That's why I use my pillow. I sleep great at night and wake up pain free. And now there's a great deal being offered by the folks at my pillow. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the Radio 4-Pack Special tab, and use promo code CARDS or call 1-800-319-7913 to take advantage of this 4-Pack Special. You'll get 50% off two MyPillow Premium Pillows and two Go Anywhere Pillows when you check out with our promo code CARDS. You've heard the commercials about the 60-day money-back guarantee, 10-year warranty, and its patented interlocking fill. But really, get my pillow because you deserve a restful, deep, comfortable, and healing sleep. That's the Radio 4-Pack Special at MyPillow.com or call 800-319-7913 and use promo code CARDS. Better sleep starts with MyPillow. Make your game night the envy of all your friends and family.
3: Play on a one-of-a-kind table. Play on a pro caliber poker table pro caliber tables are made with the highest quality gaming suede on the market and with their table builder app customers can create a table to accommodate any game select one of the in-stock designs from their site or imprint your own and now you can get a free 600 count coin inlay chipset when you purchase a pro caliber poker table here's how Use offer code H-O-C-R-A-D-I-O, that's H-O-C-R-A-D-I-O, when you check out at ProCaliber.com or when ordering by phone at 24025POKER, 24025POKER, that's 2402576537. ProCaliber Poker Tables, stop playing around and get that table you've been looking for.
0: Of God's I built was strong, of love and dreams and life to come. What did we do, my dear? The cellar full of warmth and hope, shooting stars were calling out. Why did we leave right here?
3: I don't know about you guys. I like that, that song
1: was, a lot. very mellow. That was uh No, I really like yeah. that song. You know, we got an email from New Zealand from a uh, artist named Vebka, V E B K A. You can check out her music at vebka.com. Vebka, Vebka I will check she's out. She's from New music. Zealand. She, she just, uh, sounds like she's gorgeous. Yeah, and she's uh you know, that was house of cards. She actually uh, Did she write it for us? I don't think so, but I uh, sure why not. I mean, it was more <laughs> She, she med- actually sent us her video. We should probably put it up on the oh, website or what, something like what that. What does she look like? I mean, typical man. What does she look like? Oh, uh, no, here. I have a picture of her. There's a artsy European lady. Well, actually, New Zealand's not European. I don't even know. Oh. She's kind of earthy.
3: Oh, no, I, I really dig <laughs> yeah. her looks. Yeah, I uh, know. And like her smile
1: and her Kind of Janice Joplin-looking vibe to her, doesn't she? Janice Joplin. Yeah. She just got done with a uh, tour of the sub Antarctic. I'm not sure what that means, but... Uh, the
3: sub-Arctic region, which, which in is what? San- in Antarctica.
1: Okay. So, so if you uh,
3: say subarctic, arctic so Ice Station Z-
1: Zebra. That's where she right. played you, pretty if much. If you yeah. say subarctic,
3: it could either be the Arctic, which is in the mm-hmm. north, or the Antarctic, which okay. would be in the south. Well, she, she that was at
1: the sub-Arctic. Sub-Arctic. Well, hmm, yeah. interesting. Well, that's what I'm saying. You
3: know what? You guys are just going to have to send yeah. me there
1: the Web to film. find yeah. out. <laughs> V-E-B-K-A dot com. I'm guessing Check her, out. That lot, her
3: ancestry is uh, Eastern European.
1: Uh, she's doing a new album. She, I think she's recording it in Germany. So uh, there maybe must be a reason Germ- why she's going so. to Germany.
3: So uh, uh, If I were a single guy, I would ask her out on a date. There you go. Hey, you know. Anyway, beautiful music. Uh, from well, there's her Vepka. email address.
1: <laughs> okay. All right, brother, Well, what's up? Michael via Facebook wants to know, what do you feel the difference is between those players who play to make their living at poker as a boring job versus those who play because of the thrill of it. Just reminding you, if a member of our audience has a question for our mailbag, you can email us at info at houseofcardsradio.com, tweet us at h o c radio, leave a message or text on the House of Cards hotline at 609-474-HOCR. That's 609-474-4627. And if we choose your question to answer on air, you'll receive a BorgataPoker.com baseball hat, a BorgataPoker.com t-shirt, A House of Cards custom poker tip and a deck of official Hooters playing cards provided by our friends at Hooters of Princeton, New Jersey.
3: Well, if you're a player who wants to make a living at it, you want to have people in the game who are there for the thrill of it. And so interestingly, if you are really serious about making money at poker, you are best to affect The attitude at the table of not caring at all so that you won't scare away those who are there to have fun, which is to me an ironic lesson that more people should learn because too many players who think they're going to earn their living at it. They're not. They're usually not really skilled. They don't have the disposition, but they think that they're really going to become professional poker players. feel the need to behave in a way that is antithetical to what they really want to do. They don't behave in a friendly, smiling, I'm just here to have fun, let's have a good time way. They like to berate their opponents, insult them, and... Frankly, if I were an amateur, kind of confused about the game and thinking I'm just going to have fun, like uh, shooting crap or playing blackjack, and somebody behaved in the way that a lot of these quote-unquote skilled players behave, I'd say, screw you guys. I'm out of here. I'll go do something that's fun. So the really the, you can read any of the books by Mike Caro or similarly gifted writers about poker. They'll tell you the same thing. Best is to have a happy-go-lucky. I'm um, having a good time attitude, and not to let people in on the fact that you're really there just to make money.
1: The guys who play poker for a living, do you see that they bet more aggressively than the players who are just in it for the thrill of it, or, uh, or do you see you well, can't really sure. tell? I mean, well, I can tell
3: if I if there's a player who knows what he's doing uh, and does it well, or she knows what she's doing and does it well. Uh, generally speaking. At a typical one-two-no-limit game, you don't have people that are full-time professionals. You may have people that are semi-professionals making some of their living. But when you move up, it tends to be... uh players that are more selective and more aggressive, uh, that are paying attention as opposed to being distracted. I've written a lot of articles on how to tell if a table is good. It's a table that doesn't have the type of player that is that looks like they are very serious about the game. But in fact, some of the very best players blend in so well that the typical player would not recognize them as the pro. They would think that some of the more somber, serious, sunglassed uh, be hatted, earphoned guys were the pros, while in fact they're the wannabes, and they don't really have what it takes to be a pro. Which generally is an affect that attracts people to the game. So it's a it's a very interesting question because uh, sometimes appearances are deceptive. Okay, um, listen, folks, please come back next week. Listen to House of Cards, and good night and good luck.